This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by PUBG Mobile. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked, episode 369 for November 6th, 2018. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show, the number one Xbox show on this here planet Earth. Coming up on this week's show, uh, plenty to talk about. Highlighted by Respawn Entertainment, not one, but two video games on the way in 2019. We'll talk about that and uh, the implications of of, uh, making sure those get in front of as many people as possible. Plus, some great news for Forza Horizon 4. I want to share that. Plus, a a website has to pay a very, very large bill for uh, breaking some rules with regard to Red Dead Redemption 2. And Microsoft is revamping their corporate campus and they're previewing it for their employees in a very, very interesting, appropriately Microsoft way. We'll talk all about that. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, the great Destin Legary. Bam. Hey, everybody. Wow. Uh, is week two of yeah. Bam? Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's that going so yeah, far? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Did you get any feedback last week? They seem fine with it. Okay. Like so we'll just keep yeah. it rolling. Brandon Tyrell, oh, the man I, in black. I'm going to give this a try. Bam. You can't take no, thing. No, I, I don't. I don't, I don't. You put a little Destin's twang thing. on it. It, did, it didn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the growl. But you got yeah. a good growl. I'm hey, going to take what's Bam! Yeah! Finger gun. <laughs> we'll, we'll try that out. <laughs> and joining us, very pleased to have Damon Hatfield here. Scoop! The Game Scoop man. There, that's himself. his thing. You Welcome. have a legitimate catchphrase. That's totally <laughs> yeah, fine. That's mine. Yeah. Welcome to don't the party. Don't Bam Scoop. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. So, guys, I want to start... Quick, uh, quick note. Last week, just a particularly Xbox-relevant note, mm-hmm. ID at Xbox, the indie program on, on Xbox uh, that has you know, succeeded the Xbox Live Arcade program, they published their 1,000th game last week. Yeah, that's a that's lot a of lot games. That's a lot of video games. It's only, it, it officially actually hasn't even been five years. Just under five years, so that's a whole lot of games. I think it's cool that you uh, have announced you're going to do a Let's Play series where you play through yeah. each and every <laughs> one oh, of those God, games. Damon, what Starting next week, the first 50. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. If you did, if you did one a day, it would take, it would take Four uh, three, years? Like three years it would take just, a thousand to get, days. just to get caught up. Yeah. That's, a lot, of, uh, that's yeah. a lot of video gaming, but guys, what, what are some of your favorites? Just give me one mm-hmm. highlight idea at Xbox title. Uh, over the years, Destin? So I, was, I was looking through the list before the show, and there's some big titles on there, man, yeah. that have uh, allowed them, allowed really cool games to come to Xbox, like um, Rocket League. Rocket sure. League is on Heard the list. It. Hellblade. And uh, No Man's Sky actually came through Idea at Xbox, which mm-hmm. is really neat. So I'll say No Man's Sky, because I think it is actually, it actually does some really, really cool stuff. Yeah, the next update, which mm-hmm. arrived yeah. with the Xbox version. Yeah, really, really improves upon where it was, adds multiplayer. So yeah, that's one of mine. Excellent, yeah. And the endless video game, No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damon, let me go mm-hmm. your way. What, what, did, what stands out for you? You, play, you played a ton of Xbox Live Arcade in the day. Yeah. You still play a lot of digital titles. Yeah, I know stand- you like The Messenger from this year. I love, yeah, The Messenger's a really fun game. Uh, yeah, a highlight for me is also, I think, a highlight for you, which is Inside, a game you reviewed. I think you gave a 10. Sure. Yeah. That, was, that was one of the easiest 10s yeah. I've ever given in my career. <laughs> it really was. That's like, a 10 I can get behind. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. That's like... You know, I loved Limbo as well. Yeah. I just love the work that Play Dead does. And the game's such a cool, spooky vibe. But I love that it's like, uh, it, it's set up like a traditional side-scrolling, you know, platforming game yeah. I, where, you know, you're constantly moving to the right and you're just encountering different scenes and different scenarios, always having to figure out what you have to do. But it reminds me of like Ghosts and Goblins back in the day yeah, where yeah. 
at the start of every life, you can see the whole map sort of laid out, you know, and like that's the, this game inside is laid out the same way, you know. What is your take? It's been long enough. Statute of Limitations is up. What's yeah. your take on the ending? Because that was one of my favorite things coming out of that game, especially I was, one, I was the first person to finish it here and I was just dying to talk to anyone. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, what? <laughs> There, there are no shortage of, of uh, ways to interpret the ending of that video yeah. game. No, yeah. Once again, spoilers. Uh, Fast forward the ending like two is minutes. Just, it's, it's a pretty – the whole like last act of that game is pretty incredible. But I always interpret it as the, the kid all along was trying to break in to that facility. He wasn't on the run. He was being chased. He was trying to break in because he either felt obligated to set free the mass or he was – sort of being summoned there like telepathically by the ah, mass for some reason yeah, so but he you know he was he ends up being absorbed by the mass and using as as a, a utility to break free go through that whole like insane sequence of breaking out of the laboratory finally comes to rest on the on the on the riverbed uh and then sort of like is just lazing there in the sun and like no matter what happens next Freedom is better than captivity. Right. right? So, mm-hmm. right. Oof, right. I'm getting chills. My, <laughs> just thinking about it. My favorite part about that, and I believe I believe I'm remembering this correctly, but there's a diorama somewhere in the facility mm. that shows the river and the forest with a single beam of light on something there, mm. indicating like it was all, you know, foreshadowed. It was all planned all along, yeah. which makes me think there's a bigger sublayer above that where like they're testing to see what it's capable of, how far it can get away, and this was their, you know their optimum yeah. I love there's result. still there still is no definitive like the developers Playdead has never Come said on, play this dead. is what yeah, the ending they wanted to leave it a little bit which little is bit great more. yeah I like that uh, and as a side note, you know they've made two great games with Limbo and Inside uh, we, I, what they're going to do next is apparently not going to be 2D They've said really? they're sort of like thinking bigger now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Dimension. That could that could be really cool, or, or maybe it's going to be. Maybe but they'll switch up the formula it, a little too much. The artwork yeah. was the crash ship or something. Yeah, like that, it, which, right? which yeah. the community, the gaming community, was kind of uh, lovingly calling it outside because yeah. it was <laughs> that sort of same artistic vibe, but yeah. but it, you know not indoors. Yeah, and but I th- also think two of the key leads from Limbo and Inside have left mm-hmm. now. Isn't that right? So. One, art, one art of the two partners, right? just one of them. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an, is. I can't remember if it's Dino Pat, uh, is is the one still there. If yeah. he's the one, and then Somerville is the other project. Is the project from the other like the Splinter team? Yeah, mm. and I'm just now confusing which one's which. But uh, yeah, can't argue with Inside. God, yeah. this game's still so good. Uh, Dame, uh, you're not. Wait, I went to talk to Damon already. I mean. Just shave. We're, you're pretty yeah. close, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Damon with a beard. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Brand is, beard, Brand Damon. Is, Brand is often is often my stunt double on Game Scoop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, for, uh, the, for the tough segments. Yeah, I yeah. take. I take I'm getting falls. a little old. <laughs> I can't do all my own stunts anymore. I take falls really well. So. <clears throat> Brandon Tyrell. Um, yeah, w- uh, one of my favorite ID to Xbox games is actually one of my favorite games this year and probably of all time. Um, it's a game I reviewed. It is Dead Cells. I gave mm-hmm. it an amazing score uh, because it is an action RPG game that acts like a platformer. But what I really, really love about it is just how smartly it's designed. It it really pushes you to uh, like push the limits. It's a risk versus reward kind of kind of vibe where. Normally in a game where, you know, one hit will kill you or, or, or permadeath makes you start over, you, you tend to be a little more cautious, right? Like I, I think back to the first time I played Dark Souls and I'm like, oh, got to go down this hallway. Um, with Dead Cells, it rewards you for movement in such a way that it doesn't really feel like you're at risk of losing all this progress for the sake of feeling so good to get through that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, I, I love it. I, I think uh, Motion Twin did an amazing job, and I, I'm so, so psyched for whatever else comes to that game. I'm, I'm anxiously waiting for it, but that's a game I still play. Andrew was giving me crap last week because he's like, why are you still playing this game? I'm like, Hold why? on. Andrew Goldfarb, I can't stop playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> okay, I didn't <laughs> want to get into this, but for- thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that it's definitely Dead Cells is probably God, just such an amazing game. I like that game a lot. Too. That came to Xbox through you know idea. Xbox yeah, and we'll, we're probably going to see it on a, a number of outlets game of the year nominations list. Mm. This year, I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I cannot possibly let this segment go without mentioning Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's that game for it. I, I will confess now in hindsight that I was afraid. That when it was finally coming out, that it wasn't going to be able to live up to the hype that, yeah. that it had. Uh, it was a long earned, time. It had earned that hype yeah. for sure. But you know, it was it was such a buildup, three even maybe four years, yeah. and then it finally hit, and it's like, nope, the game's incredible. It's not just a beautiful piece of art; it is an incredible video game as well. So challenging, such unique boss design. Uh, we're getting DLC yeah. next year. Which would be great to go back to the world of Cuphead. So, uh, yeah, Studio MDHR deserving of of every last shred of the success that they have seen since releasing that game uh, a little over a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. So, great stuff. So there's yeah there's four out of a thousand titles. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll cover the next four next week. Yeah, <laughs> four at a time. Yeah. All right, nine hundred sixty six to go. A uh, quick programming note before we get started with the news. Our IGN first game for this month that we're, we've editorially chosen to cover the heck out of all November long is Just Cause 4, which I'm super excited about. I saw it behind closed doors at E3 on like the first day, which is like day negative three mm-hmm. of E3 because that's mm-hmm. how E3 works now. It's yeah. a week and a half long. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I got a look at it in a hotel suite and it, it you know, I expected, oh, okay, m- you know, more Just Cause. Cool. No problem. Yeah. Turns out they completely threw out their old game engine, made a new one, and it's got crazy weather, like tornadoes in it. Were you blowing away? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I was blown away. There we go. Now it's going on the back of the... Some marketer just went, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Destin. You're it's just a picture of your <laughs> shit-eating grin right now next to, next to that quote. If you watch the video, you can see where I thought of that gag. Yeah. <laughs> I started grinning. See the light bulb I was like, go oh, off. I'm, I'm going to save this. Anyway, yeah. It, it very much impressed me, and we've been keeping an eye on it ever yeah. since. And yeah, really stoked to... Our IGN UK team went over to Avalanche to just play a ton of it, capture a ton of footage for a bunch of great features that have begun rolling out. So keep an eye on IGN.com Round zero. all month long for that. For <laughs> just cause coverage. No. All right. <laughs> eye of the storm? We're in the eye of the storm? That's better. That's right. better. Okay. That's better. more of a hurricane thing, but yeah, okay. Working on it. Working on it. <laughs> it's fine. We'll, we'll let it go. <laughs> I'll stop. I'm sorry. It's in the tornado family. Yeah. I should have prepared more <laughs> tornado-related puns. I don't think it is. <laughs> Dust devil, water spout. Those are tornado families. You know what? Hurricanes just happen over water. I and mean, what do you want? Okay, I'm not. Uh, this is not the hill I'm ready to die on. <laughs> Welcome to Meteorology 101. Yeah. Weather puns aside. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Respawn Entertainment, Vincent Pella's crew down there in Burbank, California. They have been making Titanfall video games ever since they formed in the wake of the uh, big Infinity Ward scandal mm-hmm. that rocked Activision and the Call of Duty franchise. And uh, guess what? Titanfall's awesome. You already all know that. Yeah. Titanfall 2. Awesomer. 
even more awesomer than the first game. But what happened? Damon, tell us the quick story of what happened to Titanfall 2. It was the meat in the Call of Duty and <laughs> Battlefield sandwich. <laughs> it was the sheer filling. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, there was only one week of breathing room in between like, yeah, all three of those games. Not it a was, good look for Titanfall in that yeah. case, unfortunately. And yeah, and that, like, everybody knows that campaign in Titanfall 2 is excellent. One of the so best first-person shooter campaigns of the series. 9.0 IGN. Yeah. That's it? Sorry, I thought it was great. That was amazing. <laughs> you did that when you did that. I, I reviewed Titanfall too. Yeah, um, if they yeah, can turn I, back time. They might choose a different release date. Nope, keep going. You can do that because of the time thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Is this is this you today? Is this? I don't the, know. Why. Is this the, I don't know why today. Yeah, I have all day. Loopier than usual. We're all loopy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, Destin. <laughs> I, next segment. <laughs> Uh yeah okay so Battlefield came out and then a week later Titanfall two came out and then a week later Call of Duty came out yeah. and I remember there's a quote uh floating around from EA asking them hey are you worried that you know these titles are going to cannibalize each other because EA publishes two out of the three biggest shooters that year uh, and they were saying that they didn't see crossover because both games are made for different audiences <laughs> which okay. There's some validity to that. Battlefield is different than Call of Duty. I'd say Titanfall with its movement and uh, I don't want to use the word, but it's the only one I can think of freneticness. <laughs> we were talking about a list of like the most hated words and that was number one. Um, I think it's closer to a Call of Duty than Battlefield is. So I understand at some point what they're saying there. However, Ron Burgundy, I don't believe you. How, however, it's silly to think that a week between two shooters is not going to have some sort of ridiculous overlap, especially at that time. Of year. Especially it's it's this is the new kid on the block. You know, you've got Battlefield and Call of Duty. Those are both yeah. known franchises that mm-hmm. people buy year after year after year. Uh, sticking Titanfall two between those two franchises, I think, was a huge mistake. And I'm really hoping it either pushes out to his spring release or comes into late August, well, that's, September. So that's the story here is uh, EA issued some remarks uh, about their 2019 saying that Respawn will have multiple games released by holiday of 2019, not <coughs> in holiday of 2019, yeah. mm-hmm. by holiday of 2019. Uh, now, they didn't actually specify that it would be Titanfall 3 and their Star Wars game, which is called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But unless they've got a secret third game that's unannounced that they're going to just spring on the world real quick, yeah. it's probably those two games. But there is a VR game, right? That response working on. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just I think yeah, VR that's actually a really good point. VR. Maybe that's the 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 uh, stealth release here. Yeah. But in any case, well, which in that wait, case, let's here's a little hypothetical. Which one do you think comes out? Titanfall three or Star Wars? This episode is sponsored by PUBG Mobile. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, featuring highly intuitive and customizable controls. One of the very best mobile games available, it's also free to play. Enjoy eye popping graphics, super smooth controls, and a variety of exciting play modes. Survive pulse pounding 100 player battles on a remote island filled with danger and opportunity. Make your way through sprawling rural and urban environments as you scavenge weapons, vehicles, and supplies inside a relentless, shrinking battle zone. Mix it up with different play modes that include teaming with up to three other players in squad matches. Play war mode, mini zone, and quick matches for fast-paced arcade-style play. Drop in, gear up, and stay alive as long as you can. No Techie declares PUBG Mobile, quote, the daddy of Battle Royale. 
Defeat every player, stay in the zone, and before you know it, you'll be shouting your victory cry, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Download the official mobile version of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds for free. Go to your Android or iOS app store and type P-U-B-G mobile. Collect a special reward using the link and promo code provided in the episode description. Play now. Well, we have a Star Wars movie coming next December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to want to have a Star Wars game out. Yep. Uh, you think September for that one, Damon? Maybe a good window to get out of the November for launch. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I don't. know. I think they'd want to have it closer to the movie launch in December. Except, so. remember that if the calendar holds, next year would be a Star Wars Battlefront. It's a Battlefront three, three year. Yeah. We haven't heard anything about that. That's true. True, right? and they had all that backlash. They're yeah. probably maybe going back to the drawing Like, board. I don't think they would put out two Star Wars probably games maybe. in a year. I agree with that. But they're not going to have Battlefield because they have Battlefield this year. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So they're, maybe Battlefront becomes the Battlefield. So they need a shooter for the fall, which would be Titanfall 3, I think. Unless it's Battlefront. You yeah, think Titanfall we haven't heard it. I don't know. I, I, I think regardless of well, whether, it's all speculation. It's, whether it's these two projects or if one of them is the VR project, I really... Don't want to see Titanfall two ship in the fall just because two or three. Sorry, Titanfall three mm-hmm. ship in the fall. It just seems like the, well, the spring, spring or any other time of year is the better. Titanfall <laughs> one came out at a great time. March. There was yeah. nothing out yet. It was March. It was early in the generation. Yeah, I know it we're was, not early in the. Generation. It was also exclusive. So I think time. I think whatever happens with Titanfall three, it's immediately going to have a better buy-in because Titanfall two was multi-platform. Right. It's got a, a, a wider audience now, you know, very true. EA's battlefield five, uh, battle Royale mode is also coming out in the spring. So yeah, it it's, would, um, it's true against one. Of That's a good point. EA's own public Fire, firestorm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wonder if we could see Titanfall three turn around in May, like May is a kind of a big, Kind of become a big month in game releases. Yeah. We're like six months away from May. Yeah. So, I mean, they had to announce the game officially and yeah. they have yeah. to like, uh, ramp but up that, all their marketing. We, we do have the game awards coming we do up, have the game awards, which is yeah. always a big place for game announcements. Yeah, that's true. Mm, that's a good point. Could happen. Yeah. That's I don't know. I think, month away. I think August is a great month for it. What's Star Wars? Do you guys think that'll be next year? Or do you think that one's yeah. further out? Uh, Star Wars. So, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which they awkwardly sort of revealed at E3 this year. Oh, yeah, with oh, that, that behind that the happened. scenes. No, they, they talked to <laughs> Vince in the, in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. They went to Vince Zampella oh, in the audience. I totally yeah. forgot about that. They are on Star Wars. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> they ran that behind the scenes, people drawing on tablets. Well, that's, that and then a they, couple years ago now. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm all right. putting them all together. But yeah, I do remember Vince uh, Zampella in the audience. Where's the marketing for either of these? It's weird. Well, they haven't... They haven't had like the official unveiling of either one yet. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they're moving like the whole industry seems to be moving towards shorter marketing cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout 4 was a catalyst there. Well, yeah, yeah, that's good. But like Anthem is coming. Yeah. Has Anthem coming in uh, February. February. Yeah. It's been like three years since that was announced, right? That's true. Although maybe I, I, maybe this never happened and I'm just making it up, but I believe someone said that they announced too early. Yeah, I think there was a quote floating around. Mm. I feel like Jedi Fallen Order is a is an E three announce. Like that's it's it's a big it's Star Wars license, big AAA project from Respawn. I feel like you, you I don't think they're going to announce that outside of the biggest stage in in the industry. I agree. That's my, that's my yeah. gut. I agree. Although it is it is becoming more and more common to sort of 
announce your game a little bit before E3. Yeah. Have it at E3 where right. it's playable, but have your own sort of event that you can own all your, to yourself to reveal your game. Maybe, True. maybe they'll do something like that. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they learned their lesson and they're going to do both in the fall. <laughs> you, really? That's entirely possible. Yeah. That's a good point. Two but, huge games like they're like, we fair, have to do in the fall. This is, it's, it, would, yeah. it doesn't have to be the same situation. If, if mm. Titanfall 3 is out in October and then Star Wars yeah. is out in November, they're pretty different. These are pretty different games. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order isn't going to be a shooter. So. Yeah, I, Titanfall wasn't bad. I really like Titanfall know. 2. It had some cool mechanics. You know, you still got the, the big robots. No, that's just, Titanfall 2 was a 9.0 out of 10. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I don't, it's, just, it's a bummer that it lost to Call of Duty World War II, right? That was the Call of Duty that came out that mm, year. 2016. No, it was so, one before that. In, Infinite, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Warfare. It lost. Oh my, that's even more upsetting because that one, everybody hated. To be fair, it also went It was week. also the best-selling game of the year. Yeah. Infinite Warfare? Yeah, Call of Duty is the best-selling game of the year. Every, Every year. year. Yeah. Hey, what's the best-selling game of this year? Well, <laughs> we'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> Might be Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption I mean, Two. You, they're going. You did an interesting take on that, where Which is what? the only years that Call of Duty wasn't the top-selling game were the years that Rockstar released something. Oh, well, GTA Five. Uh, wait, wait, is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It's like the only time in the last ten years when Call of Duty wasn't the best-selling game of the year was 2013 when GTA Five was released. I think wow. that was what I. But of course, Red Dead isn't GTA, so yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. It's also coming out a month later than in the year than uh, than GTA Five did. That's true. Yeah, uh, I will say also, Titanfall Two came out. What was it? A week after Battlefield One, and right, Battlefield One was pretty cool. Battlefield One was, I think, it caught a lot of people by surprise yeah. to the degree that they were still playing Battlefield One a week later. Which mm-hmm. I, I mean. That's not a shocker, right? But like, it was so good above and beyond what I think people were expecting from a Battlefield game. Had they completely rewrote it? Um, they, you know, moved the setting. It was gorgeous. Like the mud on your lens on your rifle. I, I remember uh, previewing that at E3 for the first time and just being like, "There's no way a game can look this good." Like this, <laughs> yeah, this is this is not indicative of the final product. But I was wrong. It, well, it regardless, we, I think we're, the point of this segment is that we all want the best for Titanfall Three for it yeah. to not repeat history from Titanfall Two. So hopefully, EA will uh, put some good time and thought into. I mean, they hey, they do they own Respawn now. Yeah. From re, from Titanfall two to now, EA bought the company, so it is in their absolute corporate best interest to yeah. not have it compete with themselves in any way, shape, or form. I also hope this Star Wars game turns out well. Me too. Yeah. EA's had the Star Wars license for five years now. I don't think they've made particularly good use of it. Yeah. Is it just? Two, ba- two battle, two battlefront games. Is that it? Two battlefront that's games it. Yeah. in five years. One without yeah. a campaign. One with. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, that's, that's all right, they produced. Amy Hennig's games was canceled. Yeah, reworked into something canceled. totally yeah. different. Yeah, and, and then, they canceled thirteen thirteen. Right, well, the, 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 that the, was all. Visceral was shuttered. Right. Yeah. The visceral. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. Is there something contractually where they have to release a product to retain the Star Wars IP? They have it for ten years. Okay. So I mean, I thought the idea would be. Halfway done? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I would, I mean, I don't, I'm not in business. I don't know that, but I would, I would suspect that <laughs> they're clearly not under any game obligation to yeah, release yeah. X number of titles. But if EA wants to keep the Star Wars license, I got to figure that when they come back to the negotiating table, you have to, maybe in year eight yeah. or year nine, yeah. maybe even year 10, that they're going to go, well, uh, 
So in ten years, we uh, <laughs> well, you've you've done what? You've done yeah, like three yeah. games. I don't think that's so much of a concern because if there's one franchise out there or license out there that deserves that like super triple A or quad A, has yeah. been talking about you know polish. It's a Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not game. talking about churning out games. Sure, sure. I, I'm saying that the games that have looked beautiful when they got that license. Dice. They started doing pre-production on games. Those games are going to be dropping year seven. Yes. Year six, year seven. Yeah. So we're you know by year eight or nine, you're going to have three or four super you know super high quality Star Wars games hopefully. with which hopefully hopefully this is all hopeful <laughs> with which you go to EA or to um, Disney Disney and just say hey look what we've done. Also, I guess ride the, that wave in. You the know? one thing like I don't have a vested interest in necessarily seeing EA have or not have the Star Wars license for beyond this agreement, but. Mm. Except for with one exception, if if they sign an extension, uh, there is that that leaves the door open that we could get a Bioware made Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, oh man, yeah, Bioware. Oh, yeah, EA right. owns Bioware, and if EA has the Star Wars it's license, crazy. Casey Hudson's back at Bioware. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, it's crazy. It could happen. Haven't done that. Yeah. We know Bioware is not just working on Anthem. They, they're, well, they're, well, they're working, working on, on Dragon Age. Age. Anthem and Dragon Age. Yeah. yeah, but they did pull a lot of talent on the Anthem. Like they really want that big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they pulled. I mean, Mark Dara, who mm-hmm. was the the, yep. Uh, yep. the lead writer, right? Lead writer and something else. He had another role. Narrative director, or? maybe. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But they pulled him onto Anthem, and then I believe once Anthem is done, they shift over to Dragon Age, and then they shift onto. Whatever's in well, they have two two teams, from my understanding, Dragon Age team. Yeah, but they pool talent. Yeah, as evident by yeah, Anthem. For sure. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, I guess it, it it would a theoretical Kotor three would require an extension to that deal because there's just with those two projects going out of Bioware, there's no way they could spin up a Kotor three within the the limits of the current. Deal. Kotor three would be a monster if it was released yeah. today. I think. I don't know. I don't know if that it's it good. would. If it's I don't good. know that it would because dude. Think about how big like The Witcher Three was. Mm-hmm. Like, people love open world RPGs. You're right. Yeah, Wait, just make that in the Star Wars universe. That's they, all you have to do. But they've figured been, out the tech with Anthem to yeah. do an open world style game. Th- there have been two Witcher True. games in the span of the last Kotor game, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. We were just talking this morning about how you know, with a certain demographic, Smash Brothers doesn't even click because it's not ready at the forefront of your mind. You would have a better sell through rate on a Fortnite open world RPG than you would on a Kotor at this point. Well, so now you're just arguing that Star Wars isn't a very no. I, I'm saying I'm saying the brand Knights of the Old Republic. I don't it's, think it's, it has Star Wars in the title. Well, that's fair. Yeah, but mm-hmm. out of the Old Republic or Slaughter, huh? The Old Republic, the MMORPG that was released, Sw- Slaughter. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. Yeah, we we had to we had to yeah. take a walk back to get to that. Yeah. Sorry, no. sorry. Given well, the, no, that's I mean, technically the third release within that realm. Right? It came yeah, out yeah. before the deal. Yeah. It was an it was an yeah. But oh, I see what you're saying. And it yeah. was an MMO. Mm-hmm. Not, it, not the same thing. I think it was successful for a time. Yeah, I don't know how many people are playing it today. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it definitely had had a yeah. a wave. Yeah, that yeah. was on. I think on, I played it for a while. in the last year. Like yeah. I hop back in and check that out. Spyware Austin was mm-hmm. on that one. All right, yeah. we got to move on here quickly. Just want to uh, give yet more praise any chance we get to Forza Horizon Four. Listen to this. This is just a whether or not you're a Forza fan. This is just impressive. So. Uh, Christopher Dring, who is the publisher at GamesIndustry.biz, who does a lot of industry reporting, reporting that Forza Horizon 4 is outselling Assassin's Creed Odyssey in UK retail. Both out for the same about the same amount of time, five weeks on the charts. 
Think about that. That is a, you're talking about a console exclusive versus PS4, you know, a, a game that's on cross plat. Uh, two platforms. No, it's PC so, I know, but this is in fact this oh, is okay, just console okay. releases for both of these. So Forza is outselling just the Xbox version of no, Assassin's both. Creed combined. Okay. So it is doing. So that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, you're that's talking awesome. Assassins is such a huge franchise, and Odyssey is a great mm-hmm. game unto itself. Brandon, you reviewed it, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, that's that's hard to do for any, especially you know, Xbox exclusives catch a lot of flack for you know for this that or the other thing, you know, not not enough of them or or what yeah, have or you lack thereof. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this is and this is a you know just a racing game that's outselling a, a, an enormous mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed release. Granted, this is probably really the good. ideal... It's like peak British yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the Horizon. This is really like all the planets are aligning, are aligning for it's this. It's set in Great Britain. It's, of course, developed by Playground, who's, who's in the UK. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, that's, that's just incredible. That's bonkers. That's really great. Uh, every bit of success for Playground and, and Forza Horizon is well-deserved, in my opinion. So Games are very fun. Good stuff there. Uh, finally, I guess there are two quick more things here. Trusted Reviews, a consumer electronics website. Uh, this is a strange story. They had to pay a one million pound fine, which came to 1.3 million U.S., uh, that went to charities after they published confidential inter- uh, information that they had about Red Dead Redemption 2. This was reported by Variety, and Trusted Reviews issued an apology as part of the settlement here. On February 6th, 2018, we published an article that was sourced from a confidential corporate document. We should have known this information was confidential and should not have published it. We unreservedly apologize to Take-Two Games, and we have undertaken not to repeat such actions again. We have also agreed to donate over £1 million to charities chosen by Take-Two Games. Uh, So there was just various stuff in the game, about the game in there, that they had somehow gotten their hands on. Um, You know, I don't know how how that happened, but... In any case, uh, Take-Two says, quote, Take-Two takes serious security seriously and will take legal action against people or publications who leak confidential information. Because this situation involved uh, information about Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar has directed the settlement funds to these three great charities, the American Indian College Fund, the American Prairie Reserve, and the First Nations Development Institute. Whew. I'm really curious what happened here. Yeah, I mean, is this... Uh, How did they get the info? Right. And why did they get sued for leaking it? Because if they didn't sign any NDAs or anything, they must have signed something. Clearly, if they were, they were in breach it. of something. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's... Uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No outlet that calls itself trusted reviews should ever be taken seriously by anyone. That's literally like... Honest G- reviews? Call Jimmy McGill, a lawyer you can trust. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, you think they're done? Are they like like this? No, is they're not. They're not done. Doesn't hurt, seem like right? it. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, I mean at least some great charities got money out of it. I well, mean, that's the yeah. one upside. Yeah. yeah, to the whole thing. But is is Ti Media based in the United Kingdom? Seemingly. Does anyone know? Because Take Two's not. It's not. Yeah, which is funny because they paid a million pounds, but then all the, all the money went to American <laughs> charity funds. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, but um, yeah. So if you're ever frustrated that, about things that we don't talk about here for whatever reason, that's why. 
because we don't want to get sued when we've signed yeah. NDAs for things. Yeah, there's a there's a big difference between getting a scoop and breaking an NDA, and mm. it's something that is taken really both. I mean, both situations are taken super seriously. Where I don't think people a lot of times realize like meetings are had about hey, we have information. What's the upside? What's the downside? You know, um, but. I don't. I'm. Ne- I'm never a huge fan of like a news outlet having to pay because they did reporting. But there's a difference between reporting and just breaking a contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's believe me. We've, we're the. We'd be the first people to line up and and defend our fellow media outlets. But uh, clearly, I mean, you know, to their credit, trusted reviews owned up to it here. They they acknowledged the mistake and uh, now pretty sure they'll never do that again. I do remember signing NDAs that like explicitly said there was like a monetary oh yeah fine for yep. breaking it and i was like mm-hmm. whoa it's on there it feels very serious very heavy so i don't have enough context about the story so like i can't really pass judgment it just seemed clearly they did something wrong they were found guilty in court so uh don't break ndas i'm guessing i'm not sure yeah, th- yeah. well this was uh, the best i can guess based on the story you know yeah all right uh, finally this week microsoft is revamping its corporate headquarters in Redmond, Washington. And get this, they are using Minecraft. They've they've hired a company called Blockworks, fittingly enough, a UK design studio, that to uh they've they've built the the refurbished corporate campus in Minecraft in order to give (laughs) Microsoft employees a look at what it's gonna look like. Which I don't get it. That's, <laughs> it's that's like cool. We're looking at Minecraft right now. If you're watching on video, and you know, if, but even if you're not watching, you're just listening. You know what Minecraft looks like. So I'm not entirely sure, really, how mu- how good of an idea you can give your employees on what the new campus is going to look like. It's more, it's probably just like, oh, the bathrooms are here, and right. oh, this is how big the cafeteria is going to be. So they're just sort of like they remodeled their entire campus in Redmond. Yeah, that's what's happening. They're remodeling yeah. it, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. and they're, sort of to give them a virtual walkthrough. Yep. They built it in Minecraft. Yeah. Yes, and as it's easier than doing it in actual software. That's so for this sort of thing. <laughs> I think yeah. in here it says that it gives you a better understanding of the space than a three D model could, or three D a three D rendering. They can just render that in three D and yeah. accomplish the same yeah. thing. But or, whatever. Yeah, but, it's then, cool. but then you need they the software to actually get in there and walk through the building and all that. So they're giving them an opportunity to be like, when you show up for work tomorrow, this is, well, in 2022, yep. this is what it's going to look like when you walk through the door. Pretty sure 3D modeling software can do that too. No, I'm not but, an architect. <laughs> but does Microsoft yeah. own 3D modeling software? No, they own Minecraft. Yeah. So why not just uh, hire Blockworks? They also could have just walked through and made a video with their phone. <laughs> just to show people what it looks like. I think this is theoretical still, right? They haven't started this. They didn't already do this. No, it's there. It's uh, employees can get. It. I think you need if you have. No, 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 no. I mean, they didn't. They didn't break ground yet on the new. Campus. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's. It just says it's scheduled to be finished, as you mentioned, in 2022. Yeah. Uh, so they probably had the plans. They drew them up. They put them in Minecraft, and they're like, "Hey, to give you all an idea of what the campus will look like in two years, two and a half years, uh, you can walk through it." I think I played Cuphead at their campus. A long time ago, before PAX one year, we were doing game capture there or something. Their campus is massive. It's, huge. it's 500 it's acres. It's massive, yeah. That's a lot of acres. It's a lot of acres. Well, the remodel is scheduled to be finished before EA loses the Star Wars license. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Uh, so good stuff there. If you have the educational version of Minecraft, like according to our story, you can go look at this for yourself. That's how we tell time yep. moving forward. Yep. Like, is that pre or post EA's Star Wars license deal? <laughs> yeah. No? That's, okay. our, that's our barometer for everything now. Yeah. It's like ADBC, but it starts over again. <laughs> okay. That does it for news this week. A little quiet, but what can you do? There's lots of video games out. Go play them. Yeah. Let's go to the loot box. Random segment. See what we got this we week. Need hey. like, we need like a sound effect or something, yeah. on a, like a soundboard. Loot box. Not that. Okay. For sure not uh, that. We'll workshop it. Well, yeah. And then put it to a vote. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a random question that comes to us from uh, Ali, is the, is the a gentleman asking here. With both Sony and Microsoft teasing the release of their next consoles, what do you guys think should be a must-have feature for next-gen? Hmm. Xbox Scarlet. Mm-hmm. What's just something? Give me something. Cross-play. Like That's more of a netcode software back-end thing, but man. It's more of a Sony problem at this point. Than if, you, if you don't make two boxes that can connect to each other and allow people to play together, I don't know what you're thinking at this day and age. You know how many times like I've wanted to play Destiny 2, but I'm like, I don't want to start a new character on the, P- on the PS4 or, or the PS4. PC. Yeah. Because we all bailed on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only Xbox Destiny yeah. player in the galaxy. Yeah, uh, but no, like Monster Hunter, I you know I I really wanted to play with Casey, but she's on PS4 and I'm on Xbox One X, and um, I I think it's silly if next generation you're it's not just like an open I, garden. I, I agree with you that you would think yeah, it's just I sit here behind a table spouting dumb opinions, but it would you'd think that with the with the scale at which games have grown into and the and the stakes of the money involved that the major publishers, the sort of five publisher cabal you mentioned earlier in the show, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'm leaving one or two out, but, but that they could all get together and say, Hey, platform holders. And in this case, Microsoft's <laughs> on board. So it really is. I'm not trying to and pick Nintendo. on Sony, but yeah, Nintendo. Thank you. Yes. Nintendo yeah. as well. And say, Hey, look, it's, we stand, we all stand to make a lot more money here and sell a lot more software and keep our players happier and engaged and buying more content. If we let everybody, play in these worlds together no matter regardless of what platform they're on so just you know try to strong arm nintendo sony into into letting that happen sony has loosened up a little bit well not too much they're saying that they're being more uh they're more they're listening actively to what their community wants hey we want that so what does that even mean I don't know. They That's, gave us, Damon, you probably did the news story. Like they said something like when they finally revealed that they're going to allow Fortnite to play nicely with everybody else, they said going forward, they're going to listen to what their community wants. That sounds like better. we're not doing anything, but we want you to think we might. Yeah, I didn't buy it for a second, but hopefully they smarten up and realize that this is going to hurt more than it helps. Can we take a second and realize how big of a game Fortnite is if it got Sony to allow crossplay? Yeah. That yeah. is true. Oh my God. Big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what was Sony's reason for it is like they don't want people purchasing in-game stuff on other platforms or something. It was BS. That's what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, uh, monetization stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems. Because like when it first started, I assumed it was a netcode thing. We're like, well, our ones don't match up with their zeros and our X's don't. I don't think that's the case. I mean, clearly it's not. It, it got turned on on accident in Rocket League right, right for a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I that's a little bit of a tangent, but I think that is one feature that is must have next gen. Love it. 
I got one, and it's yeah. sort of uh, it doesn't have to do with the games. The games are going to look great. They're going to look better, and you know there's going to be new innovations in that space by the developers. Uh, friendlier social media tools for like gameplay clips and gameplay mm-hmm. capture on the consoles that has been a huge wave with the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the ability to capture that, and I think if they continue to improve upon that, it'd be great. What's an example of how they're currently unfriendly? So currently, the 1080 capture is really compressed mm-hmm. and pixelated. I don't think it needs to be to that extent. Editing your clips is a little cumbersome. I think they could work on the tool sets for editing your clips together and making cool little mini features. Uh, Xbox has a pretty robust one with the, the yeah. capture suite, actually, but PlayStation's not wonderful. Is it H.264, like the same as the YouTube? Uh, yeah, I think I think their clips are H.264, and you can adjust your settings on the X, which is really cool. You can actually capture up to 4K, but you can see a lot of blocks in the capture. As, yeah. a, as a capture guy, I recognize like compression stuff. So yeah. I think it would be great if that tool set was a little friendlier. Now, real quick, I'm curious because you, I every time every night I go home and my Xbox is on and I see Destin is streaming. So you stream every day. I'm really curious your take on sort of the streaming tools and like how they can get better or within or- the console. So there's actually a few things there right now. The way I stream is uh, you either output from PC or whatever, and you go into OBS is the tool that I yeah. use, and that allows you to broadcast. The tool set on the PlayStation and Xbox is actually pretty impressive if you're willing <laughs> to take the time to learn how to use those tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox, of course, it doesn't have like the connect functionality anymore. Well, it still does, but they kind of ditch that peripheral. So you would have to figure out another way to broadcast your, your video signal. But surprisingly, the on-console broadcasting tools are pretty good. Xbox would need a camera. PlayStation has one that you can buy as a peripheral. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you can set your bit rate and all sorts of stuff within the, nice. the tools available to players. I would just like to go on the record and say I never again want a camera built into my console. Yeah, ever. yeah. Just if thought it, it was a peripheral. If it's a peripheral, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, nope. I wonder if USB do cams it. work on Xbox now. Like with the X? Because they got those two USBs on the back? Maybe. I just set up my living room. I just moved, set up my whole living room, got my whole entertainment area set up. And uh, yeah, I'm stuck to search. First thing you got to set up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Internet's getting hooked up Inter- tomorrow. Internet <laughs> should be the first fiber. thing. I've never had fiber internet for Welcome before. to the neighborhood, I'm neighbor. super stoked. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's really great. And then like three months into it, you're like, oh, crap, I got to reset my router because I'm only getting a quarter of what I should be. Yeah. Uh, what do you what say, about, Damon? What about you two? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but ever since I got my Switch, it's super annoying that I can't take my Xbox and PS4 games on the go with me. Oh, yeah. There well, used you, to be that, something that needs to be figured out. Uh, you might be able to with just, the Everything X-Cloud. needs to be portable. Yeah. yeah. So xCloud could potentially yeah, facilitate yeah, sure. that. Yeah. Um, but I also think Xbox has done a great job with Game Pass, and that's something that, there's something there that has to be adopted by the other platforms. Like... There needs to be just like a Netflix sort of subscription service where these platform holders just open up their back catalogs, open up the vaults, and just you pay to just ha- have access to everything. Yeah, but Damon, PlayStation Now is available for two hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Get out! <laughs> yeah. uh, what I love is for ten years we've been talking about the Netflix for but for games. Yeah, and I feel like Game Pass is actually it. Kind of that. Yeah, like it really is. It yeah. made it. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's great. It's growing. You know, there's not not every like third party games in there yet, but it's sure. Well, but like not every movie's on Netflix. You yeah. Know? So exactly. like I I really do think that like of so many people trying to make that correlation and, and come out with that product, Game Pass actually did it. You know. Yeah. Game yeah. Pass, I love surprisingly the great. I yeah. love it. 
for me, uh, I look back to the Xbox 360 and it standardized, it mandated HD. Everything's got to be mm-hmm. 720p, mm-hmm. and that really Crazy. helped raise the bar for you know that that was a that was a, a, a shift for everybody mm-hmm. that yeah. made gaming better, in my opinion. I don't think there's really any disputing that. So for Scarlet, I'd like to see. I know things still have to scale back if you're on an older. You know, playing still on an X or on a on an Xbox One, the whole sort of breaking down the walls of generations a little bit. But I'd like to see uh, Scarlet and PS5 have 4K as the minimum baseline. Like everything that runs on it has to be in 4K because they'll have the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. So I'd like to see that as just a, a minimum requirement. It has to be able to handle. Yeah, be in 4K. Yeah, yeah that uh, and so any game you put in there can run natively in 4K. I think native 4K is amazing, but I do wonder if that would hurt indies, like games coming through the ID at Xbox that's program. A, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I on it. I'm not an artist. I have no idea like the amount of work required to take one asset and make it larger right. um, to support 4K across the entire game. So I, I don't know what goes into that, but I just wonder if that would limit the scope of certain. I mean, it it didn't. I know. You know, it's at a different time, but that didn't stop Live Arcade from being amazing. It's true. When there was a 720p requirement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, your point is taken for sure, though. That's Also, let's bring back some of Arcade and Live Arcade. Yes. Like, Welcome to the party. Yeah, I've been saying that on this <laughs> so show much, for years. That's a, I mean, no offense to ID at Xbox, but just like Xbox Live Arcade was just a better, mm-hmm. like easier to understand service. Mm-hmm. A, a curated yeah. uh Limited time run of, of hand-picked awesome games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll say this about ID at Xbox. That name's not really catchy. That's what I'm saying. Xbox yeah. Live Arcade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're one of us, Damon, for sure. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. Thank you to Ali for sending that question. And if you have a just random question or AMA type thing, you want to send it in, we'll do loot box, of course, every week. Just email us. Unlocked at IGN.com is the address. Uh, and we'll move on to the other thing that you can email us about now, which is our last segment, Unlock Block Trivia. Take a shot. Damon, this uh, chance for you to get on the board here, mm. which, I mean, Destin's barely on the board, and he's been on the show for months. Yeah. So you've got a chance to uh, just gain some respectability mm. by answering this hey. trivia question. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> he already has. We have no respect for I mean, you, within Damon. the context of Here's the your chance. It's a spiritual <laughs> victory. <laughs> oh, my God. What have I done? <laughs> I, should, I just walk out crying. I can hear uh, it right now at DMC Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a gun followed, getting blocked by Damon on Twitter. Uh, all right. So Tiago Souza from Brazil is a longtime Unlocked fan. Shout out to him. He asks this. So Phil Spencer, of course, at E3, we got five new studios added to the Xbox first party family. There was a developer that coalition? Uh, talked about hmm? the coalitions that was called or like they were already around. What do you got them. The, the, the new, uh, new one, the initiative, the initiative. That's yes. Yeah. Microsoft Santa Monica. Yes. So, uh, during an IGN unfiltered interview, I feel like Ryan wrote this question. Yeah. First of all, but I don't. All I, right. Tiago. During Sousa. my show. Hey, <laughs> I, I just read them. I don't write them. Uh, but you, you do someone like revealed that a studio almost signed up with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know? I do know who, who this was. So I don't. I, I know it because I was so eager to watch this IGN unfiltered interview. <laughs> Gearbox, Hazelight, Studio, studio MDHR, Insomniac. Now all four of those studios have been represented by their 
studio heads on. So there, there are there are no red herrings on, in that department. Mm-hmm. They've all been on unfiltered. So remind me which one Haze Light is. That is a way out. A way out. Okay. And yeah. Studio MDHR is Cuphead. Of Cuphead. Course. Yeah, Insomniac being Spider Man and Sunset Overdrive, and you know Gearbox. And Gearbox. Mm-hmm. What are yes. they? <laughs> they uh, <laughs> They did Borderlands. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, more importantly, they did Battleborn. So. <laughs> I'll say C. I'll go with MDHR. Okay. I have no idea. I had the brothers, uh, Chad and Jared Moldenhauer in here. Those guys are so cool. What They're they're amazing human beings. I love they're them. They're really awesome. Uh, Brandon says he knows it. So, Damon, I'm going to go your way next. Um, man, I guess that seems like the most logical choice. MDHR. MDHR. All right. Brandon, you claim to know it. So I know I, this one. I did think it was. Well, <laughs> you did the interview <laughs> and probably wrote the breakout. I don't remember everything about my interviews. So. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I I narrowed it down between MDHR and Hazelight. And then I do remember, um, God, his name is escaping me. F the Oscars. Joseph Ferris. Joseph <laughs> Ferris saying that they, uh, they almost signed with Microsoft. Yes, that is correct. Well done. Uh, thank you, Tiago. Good job, everybody. We did it. Get, uh, the slump is over. It is. Yeah, you've <laughs> it was opened, like four uh, weeks. I didn't get one right. Yeah, it's you're, you're up two points me. as the as the year winds down. Up two points. Who's in second? Not had the ghost of Alana. Three points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> three points out of the whole year. I think I've done better on the Game Scoop trivia not, show this not year. Not bad for and joining I've been on three times. <laughs> this is like twelve points isn't bad for joining the show in April. I feel like I feel like I'm doing. Oh yeah, good. you're doing great. Yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, terrible. Destin. I mean, Destin. Won, year, won two trophies in a row mm-hmm. in this in this trivia contest, and this year it's like it's like he it's like he won the World Series two years in a row, and now like can't, well, can't get a hit. I passed thirty five years <laughs> of age. He couldn't. And now I just know nothing about gaming. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. He couldn't pay all his players, so you know that's what happens. That's what happens. You gotta <laughs> you gotta rebuild the team. All right, yeah. So send us your trivia questions. I'm I'm, I'm in need of some new ones to choose from. So you can email an Xbox trivia question and include four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email and send that to unlocked at IGN.com. Time to hit the road here. I want to thank Damon Hatfield for sitting in. Thanks for having me. Okay, where can uh, Unlocked fans follow you if they're not doing so already? Follow me on Twitter at Dame Zero. Uh, also check out GameScoop, also another uh, weekly video game talk show on IGN that covers all platforms. Yes. Love it. Hmm. I was on there last week. We had yep. a good time. Yeah. Interesting. Brandon Tyrell. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's just my name, at Brandon Tyrell. You working on anything cool we should look at? Uh, I can't talk about it right now. Fair enough. Uh, I'm reviewing Hitman 2. That'll be up later this week. Cool. So look for that. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Destin, take us home. Yeah, on Twitter at Destin Legary, And I'm working on some Red Dead features still. Plenty more to mine in that game. Yep. Right? Yeah, there's some cool stuff coming. Mark's working on one you're going to like, too. And, uh, yeah, I think you're going to like the one I'm wrapping up. Fantastic. Thanks to John Borba in the control room for producing. Uh, This was Unlock 369. We'll see you back here next week.